Realtors, friends, and comrades, this is the PRC Show. I am your host, Paul Cooley, and thank you for listening. It is currently 70 degrees in Harrisburg, PA. It's uh, actually feeling like summer, almost. Um, Been pretty warm outside. We got the end of, today was the last day of baseball, Major League Baseball, regular season. Pirates are going to be in the playoffs. We have an exciting wild card game coming up, so hopefully next time I talk to you, it'll be be before the uh, World Series, which I'm hoping the Pirates are in, and I might spend a ton of money uh, trying to go to a World Series game. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, this Today we got a show with uh, Josh Ferris. We're going to talk about actually this show. We're going to talk about, uh, it's kind of a Seinfeld-esque show about nothing. Um, Robin, you like Seinfeld, right? Love it. Yeah, and this is kind of like we're just kind of, this is the 21st episode. The show can officially drink, um, so we're not drinking today, but uh, I have a just a fun little conversation with Josh, um, and so we're going to get to that shortly. Um, I wanted to talk about, uh, you know what, I don't have that much to say. We haven't been doing that many shows lately. I apologize. We're going to try to crank some out here soon, but um, and I got some in the hopper, but uh, let's just get right to the letters. What do you say, Robin? Do it. Robin, how are you feeling? What do you think about the temperature outside? Don't you feel it's a little bit too warm? It needs to cool off a little bit. Yeah. Um, okay, so here's the letters. Today, they uh, we got a bunch of them. Um, okay, this one is from Melba Crowley in Chillicothe, Ohio. So her letter says... Actually, it's an email. To be honest here. Um, her email is... Uh, uh, hey, Paul, what do you think about Obama's nuanced approach to targeted bombings in northern Iraq and Syria to help uh, beat back ISIS? Um, well, Melba, that's a good question. I know a lot of people have been uh, thinking about that. And I really don't want to get into that discussion, but I will say I'm against it. I'm against the bombings. Um, but I do have an alternative. And I'm sort of being funny, but I think this would be better than just bombing the area, causing a lot of destruction, killing a lot of innocent people. And here's the bombings that I would like to do. Now, you'd have to do a lot of... Uh, this, is, this is bombings that I have suggested, but it'd be a lot of... Um, Robin, are you ready? I'm listening. Okay. It would have to involve a lot of uh, like that bubble wrap packaging, but here we go. Dark chocolate, TVs, DVD players, widescreen TVs, and a um, I would like an HDML thumb drive with the 100 best... AFI, American Film Institute films on it. High thread count uh, sheets bedding. I think that would be nice. Tasty craft beers, red wine. I'm going to say also maybe like uh, pornography maybe too, but maybe not. Nice jeans, nice headphones with iPods with music already on it. Now you could have Arabic music on that and obviously a lot of rock rock and roll Beatles, of course. Um, Other good consumer goods and maybe like all the Christopher Guest films. What do you think? Do you think that would have an impact, Robin? So your theory is the Western consumer goods would be a deterrent to well, terrorism. No, I'm not. I'm saying that would be better than bombings. I think, you know what? I think there might be some people would say, hey, this is some pretty good dark chocolate. This is a good, this is a funny film. Best in show. Look at these dogs. They're cute. I don't want to start chopping people's heads off. I don't want, I mean, it is a silly proposition, I guess. You know, I don't know that it would work. But I don't know that you'd have any worse outcomes. Oh, I than guarantee you, do you with the bombing. I guarantee so. you, it would be a better outcome. Um, and I think you'd have. I think there'd be some. 
bright spots. I think there'd be some little uh, human interest stories there that, you know, later, years down the road, oh, well, I was one of the kids that got the, the care package from the U.S. government, and, and ever since then, uh, I got into medical school, blah, blah, blah. Okay, next letter. Um, this is from Vance Nall from Ottawa, Ohio. He says, uh, Paul, I'm a big fan. I listen to your show often. I'm a prepper. Yes, I have guns. I have water. I have many vitamins and dried meats. Interesting. I'm prepped for the coming worldwide economic meltdown. While I won't explain why this is an absolute certainty, I think you know why. Obama's the main reason. Anyways, I understand you work in healthcare. I have a question. Many of my friends in the prepper community are against flu shots and tetanus shots. What's your thoughts? Well, Vance, I think he... What do you think of Vance, by the way? I mean, you got to get your shots. Yeah, well, see, that's a thing. Vance, I'm going to say you should not get your shots. I'm not sure... Well, that's mean to say, obviously. I mean, I, I'm as a registered nurse, I work in healthcare. Um, get your shots. You don't know, get the flu shot. Tetanus shots are good for five to ten years, they say. But um, maybe, Vance, you don't get it. I mean, if you step on a rusty nail and you get infected and you die... Obviously, that's a sad thing. Maybe you'll turn it around. But being a prepper, you sound like you have wacky views. You know, vitamins, dried meats, I don't know. Um, anyways, I don't know how he even listens to the show. Um, got a little radio. Have you been to... Like well, he's. this isn't a radio show. I mean, uh, it, it should be picked up by radio. Maybe it eventually it'll be like on uh, some Christian station or NPR. But um, I, we'd have to work out some financial contract for that. Uh, have you ever been to Ottawa, Ohio? Nope. It's in Northwest Ohio. It's um, there's no reason to go there. We got a lot of listeners in Ohio. Yeah. I noticed. Um, one more, one more email here. Um. Well, no, actually, I got a couple more, and then we're gonna get on to our talk with Josh. Um, this is uh, Mr. Cooley. What's your thoughts on the Steelers this year? Also, what do you think of Rod? Do you think Roger should, Goodell should be fired due to the you know scandal? there um that's from cindy sproles she's from actually oakley kansas well here's the thing i don't really care about roger roger goodell i don't know if he should be fired to me and i know robin's going to disagree with this analogy and i'm not making the analogy but i'm going to say it anyways it's kind of like saying should the nazis have let hitler go because he was against the, the jews and again you know miss you know and i'm not comparing roger goodell to, to the nazis but the nfl is a um Sounded like you were. Well, Roger Goodell, I'm sure he's a wonderful father, a great man, probably pays his taxes, probably gives to charity, probably is a sweetheart of a guy. But the NFL is an organization that is based on violence, a warped view of masculinity, That uh, and it's, it's bad for children to play. I see it in the ER all the time with kids coming in with concussions, which is horrible. Um, and so... I mean, who's the, what's the next person going to do? You know, how, how could it be handled any? Why Hiring would it, one guy is not going to fix the scandal. You're saying. Well, and the scandal is like the larger underlying problem. The whole thing is the whole or, NFL is a scandal. I mean, you know, let's watch the more civilized gentlemen sports like uh, baseball, basketball, even hockey, I guess too. But um, so that's my thoughts. I don't care one way or the other. Uh, one more email here. Hey, Paul, I love the show. Keep up the good work. Um, my wife and I love to listen to your show when we go to sleep. This means we often fall asleep with your podcast on. Often the entire thing. Please make more of them. Terry and Terry, Chattanooga, Tennessee. One is with a Y, one is with an I. 
Terry and Terry, thank you so much. This brings up a point that I would like to ask the listeners. I also like to listen to podcasts when I'm falling asleep. Do you? Yeah, and, and my wife does as well. And one of the things that annoys me is she has the podcast on her phone very loud. And sometimes that's fine to listen to when you're going to sleep, but sometimes it's annoying because she will fall asleep before me, and then you have this blazing podcast on that's very loud all the way on the other side of the bed. And to turn it down, I'd have to like roll over, you know, reach over and turn Maybe it off. Maybe though she sets it to automatically go off at a certain time so you don't need to worry about I've, it. I've, uh, for the most part, one time I actually got up and I marched over like a like a soldier and I, stamp, <laughs> I stamped around the bed and I turned it off. I was so pissed. But um, I think the courtesy, the courteous thing to do would be to put those little earbuds in. You can't sleep with those, though. Well, what happens is you end up like pulling them out because you fall asleep and you get more comfortable. But um, I would anyone have any similar uh, issues with this, please email the show, prcshow at gmail.com, prcshow at gmail.com. Thank you for your letters. And we're going to get on to our talk with Josh Ferris here in a moment. Right before, but I want to do a musical break with a great band. So we're going to listen to some music right now. It's been a long time, long time now Since I've seen you smile And I gamble away my fright And I'll gamble away my time And in a
Okay, that was the band Beirut. The song is Nantes off their 2007 album, The Flying Club Cup. That is a phenomenal album. Um, go back and listen to that song. Just rewind a little bit. I love that song in headphones. Um, just a lot of great little things happening there. There's even a little French film clip, which, why would you put that in there? But it just sounds cool. Um, I have a big regret in my life. Before I get into the sponsors... This is what I wish I could go back and do this again. Beirut came to the Pittsburgh area. They came to Pittsburgh. I worked that weekend when they came. They played a double show. And uh, I didn't have a car at the time. I was in a long-distance marriage. I'm not going to blame that. I should have just called off work. I could have easily went to it. It was close to my house. And, uh, I, you know, I should have just called off work and made up the weekend. You know, but my wife wasn't coming into town that weekend. She was coming in next weekend. So, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe we had a good weekend that time. But... Beirut. Listen to them on your Spotify or whatever. Okay, now it's time for the sponsor of the show. As you know, the sponsor is all the books I own but haven't read. So this week, the book is Manufacturing Consent, The Political Economy of the Mass Media by Edward S. Herman and Noam Chomsky. Um, and I have the 2002 copy here, which is an updated one. But uh, I am picking this because I recently watched this film which I've watched multiple times. I own it. It was one of the first DVDs I've owned. I owned Botch or whatever. And uh, Roger and Me, which I recently watched. And I watched that with someone that... Uh, I'm not sure if they understood it. But that's another story. Maybe we'll have her on. We can talk about it. But uh, Manufacturing Consent is a great book. Great. The, the, the film is with Noam Chomsky. It's about him. It's kind of a bio on him and his ideas about the media. But... It, it kind of talks about how, even though we live in a democratic society, how the U.S. mass media failed to provide, this is the blip on the back, failed to provide the kind of information we need. So they, they, there's some case studies in there where they talk about Cambodia and East Timor. Cambodia was a communist country. Um, and as they say in the book, you know, the Khmer Rouge in the 70s, there was a lot of bloodbath, crazy shit happening over there. But there was an effect, you know, the U.S. bombed Cambodia during Vietnam war, war in Indochina, really, and uh, that had a devastating impact on society there, which led to, you could argue, the atrocities that the Khmer Rouge uh, did. But anyways, at the same time, in East Timor, there was massacres taking place, and the media wasn't really picking that up because the U.S. government was um, in support of, that might be the wrong word, but they were not... Uh, it doesn't fit the narrative. It wasn't a. Uh, it wasn't communists committing the atrocities. It was actually uh, right-wing um, uh, military-type death squads going on. So, anyways, read the book *Manufacturing Consent*. Uh, pick it up at a used bookstore by uh, Noam Chomsky and Edward S. Herman. Let me read one little blurb on the back, though, before we move on. Um, 
Herman and Chomsky show that, contrary to the usual image of the news media as cantankerous, obstinate, and ubiquitous, and ubiquitous in their search for truth and defense of justice, in their actual practice, they defend the economic and social political agendas of the privileged groups that dominate domestic society, the state, and the global order. Based on a series of case studies, including the media's dichotomous treatment of worthy versus unworthy victims, that'd be like the Cambodians and the East Timorese, legitimizing and meaningless third world elections, and devastating critiques of media coverage of the U.S. wars against Indochina, Herman and Chomsky draw on decades of criticism and research to propose a sort of media model, they call it the propaganda model, to explain the media's behavior and performance. Um, sorry, journalist. There's a lot of good journals out there. They talk about it. They say there's some heroic journalists doing a lot of good work. And they actually talk about that too, flack. That, you know, the, the part of the, the element in the propaganda model is that you have to have like uh, some critical element that lets out the steam valve type of thing. All right. Anyways, enough of that. Talking too fast. Have a cup of coffee. Have a glass of water. Have a beer. We're 21 today. This is the 21st episode. Crack open. Open a nice bottle. You know, you've been, you have that bottle of scotch. Sit down, have a glass of scotch, maybe two ice cubes, maybe three. Don't use those rocks that are supposed to get cold, they don't work. And listen to this wonderful conversation with my dear friend, Josh Ferris. So, um,. The podcast, we've, I'm going to say, we're, by the time you're, people are listening to this, this might be 20 episodes, 21 episodes, I don't know. Um, mm. Way to go. Uh, it's over a year of doing these. Um, and I, I have a, I'm kind of a renaissance man. I think that's sure. fair to say. I play music. I uh, do this. I used to have a blog that didn't you, last long. Um, you definitely see yourself as a renaissance man. Um, I mean, yeah. The thing is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I feel like uh, I have a lot of different interests, and I'm like, uh, this may be the wrong term, but like an inch deep and a mile wide. Like, I d- mm-hmm. I'm not an expert on anything, but I feel like I can uh, hold conversation or I can dabble in things. I, I, I'm I like, think I'm it's more than an inch, though. I think when you dive in, like when you dive into a topic, you go pretty full bore. You were but like, I, hey, I'm thinking about doing a podcast. I'm going to need at least $2,000. Well, it all starts, you know, it, they all start to run out of steam. And as people <laughs> can tell, the you know, the episodes aren't as many. Life intervenes with other things, and that's why I haven't been able to do as many. Um, but, like, I got, I get real interested in subjects, as everybody probably does. This probably is a common theme for folks. You get interested in something, you get really into yoga, you're doing yoga four times a week, and then you kind of peter out or exercise or diet or whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, I, my music playing, my piano playing has varied from degree some different degrees um but my next thing that i'm thinking about doing is sure and i'm in an art history class is um i think i want to be a painter uh-huh. and my uh, wife is really upset by this idea because she's thinking about the cost the mess um yeah you know and she, we were trying to save some money but uh she does not like to have art on the walls that's another issue as well sure. yeah yeah and um but and i have no um painting skills at all i'm not that artistic i i mm-hmm. remember when mm-hmm. i was in eighth grade we, we did <laughs> we did clay and um i made probably one of the worst pieces of art for my art teacher where like i could visit i was old enough to sort of pick up on some kind of social 
uh, I don't know, like tell. She thought, she, yeah, yeah. No. So I made we all made like jars and stuff like that, and like I'm like, what the hell am I gonna make? So I tried to make a cup. It was so it was like not a circle, wasn't an oval. It was just like this round thing. Uh-huh. I don't know what to do with it. So then, <laughs> so then I used my thumb in the bottom to make like five little like kind of like toes, and it was like it's a foot. <laughs> but it was terrible. It was horrible. And then I painted it, and then I was just I'm like, I just got to paint, put something on this. So I painted it with, um, I can't believe they made this paint. It was like it was like a clear white with black speckles in it. Uh-huh. So you could still see the um, clay through it. Like, it wasn't yeah. enough. And I'm like, wait, this isn't black. Oh, it's black speckled white. And I was like, whatever, just slosh that on there. Throw it in the uh, kilt. Is that the right word? I think kiln. 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 Yeah, kilt is something you uh, yeah, wear, ma- right? Man's uh, Scottish yeah, yeah, yeah. wear. Kiln. And um, kiln. I remember said, oh, I made a foot. And it was a horrible foot. And it was a jar. I think my uh, mom used it to put like pens in. But anyways, I uh, I do like to doodle. And I think you know maybe if I got a brush and with different paints, I could create some uh, impressionist or abstract pieces that would be pleasing to the eye. I think it would be fun to just kind of have a... a you know, a blank canvas, mm-hmm. a blank canvas. You can start from the very beginning. You know, there's nothing there. And then all of a sudden, there's something there. You a know, happy tree. Uh, well. Do you remember that? A tree. That guy. Happy tree. Re- Bob that was Ross, so, buddy. so therapeutic. Have you painted? Is that a painting? Uh, we're sitting in your living room right now. Yeah, I see a painting. True. I think you bought this off like some guy, right? I bought that in South Oakland in 2003 or two. And it looks like something that I could do after about my seventh painting, which, uh, again, maybe not. I've never painted before. Just so pe- what and people I do li- know. And I do like it. I do like it. I just want people to know what we're looking at. We're looking at a, a, a piece of art. Van Goghish. Yes, it's it's from that. Um, uh, it's called the Tobacco Pickers, if I recall. Uh, it's very nice. It's it's green blues. Yeah, there's there's two sort of figures picking tobacco. There's a there's a large, um, you know, sky portion, and it's and it's got That's that a generous description saying they're picking tobacco. It just looks like a green green mess. There is. It's I called. I I know. I met the artist. He told me what it was called. But the thing. You really think you could do that in in three? What'd you no, say? No, I said the seventh. In My the seventh, seventh painting could be like that. Seventh. We should go back and listen to podcast number seven and see what the trajectory of development <laughs> was between yeah. one and seven. Yeah, because some of them are getting worse. But um, <laughs> maybe the third one then. Okay. The third okay. One was yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's I've had it for a long time. I think it's sort of a nice piece of art, so I keep it on the wall. But, but have you painted? I no, absolutely not. Do you have desire to paint? I don't. I have a desire to collect painting. Well, so here's the thing. I want more painting on the wall. I like to look at things, you know, the uh, I this is a f- I may have said this before, but when I went to the Frick Museum in Pittsburgh that where Henry Clay Frick, the uh piece of shit robber baron that yeah. um was a horrible person. Um anyways, he has a mansion there and uh when you went, when, as soon as you go in the mansion, it's just very uh, what ornate and all kinds of stuff on the wall everywhere. And the the tour guide said, Frick wanted his house to be that everywhere your eye fell saw a thing of beauty. Yeah, and I, and that's true. You look in the ceilings in the corner of the wall. There's like little gold paneled whatever. And I like that idea. I don't want to see any white space almost for the most part. Me too. I I like a full. 
I like a full wall. I I like our. I now, like my things. wife's kind of the opposite. She'd like to almost be like in a hospital, uh, you know, waiting room or in a sane asylum, where it's just all white with like a bright um, neon, light, neon. Yeah, neon light. In fact, yeah, that's a whole other story with lighting. I have specific issues about lighting. But what do you think about um, doing a podcast? Is it strange? I'm starting to think like, how long am I going to keep this up? This is bizarre. Um, I do, uh, you know, this is the, whatever, we're doing 20 episodes. The thing that I uh, probably like doing the most of it is just kind of producing it, having some of the conversations. I'm running out of some ideas. Yeah. Um, the music. I do do feel like that is what you actually find. You, it's very interesting. It's like, I feel like you really enjoy the technical aspect of putting the episode together and, um, and like the musical interludes and stuff like that. Uh, Yeah. And less the the interviewing or just well no I, I like that I guess I like that too although I feel like with the interviews and the actual discussion content there's some magic there that I is outside of my control like we've had some we've had actually about three or four conversations that w- have not been posted on uh, That's on true. the show and because they just weren't that interesting I don't think they were as funny and th- there's something about just like there's a magic to that that uh, I can't control. With the production, with the blending the music in, I can control that much more. Now, I did that horribly in the last episode. Yeah, I do I do like the conversations, and I feel like I've had some good ones, but now, like, who am I? I'm not, like, uh, NPR. I'm not Mark Maron. I'm not one of these people, but mm-hmm. that's, that's sort of obviously the inspiration for having some of these conversations. Sure. And I want to have uh, some more... Uh, I'm trying to blend educational or, 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 or ac- not academic-y, but learning... Uh-huh. You know, higher level conversation with humor. Um, and uh, I was thinking of having a guest host. I was thinking of you being maybe a guest host mm-hmm. and interviewing some people. Yeah, maybe. I don't know if I have that good of interviewing skills. Uh, I th- You're naturally more inquisitive, I think, about people. I th- I'm, I'm good. Like, I think uh, I am good on this show when I'm being asked questions rather than, I don't know if I would be very great at like doing people on the street interviews. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, and maybe, I don't know. I mean, that's a, and I, I mean the better conversations like uh, with you and with Anthony, your friends of mine, there's a natural chemistry there, which I think is somewhat humor, humorous or whatever. Yeah. Sure. Um, but, uh, and, and the other ones I'm running out of friends to interview, you know, and, and it's like, you know, uh, what, what should my next step be? You know, I don't know. You know, should I, I stop? Well, no, I don't know if you should stop. But one of the things I would say that I've had fun with, I, one of my favorite episodes that we did was when we talked about Golden Corral. And that was the first episode. And and th- th- before you say anything, this upsets me now because uh, the best Pearl Jam album is the first one. It's 10. It's uh-huh. the, and it's the first one. And so now you're thinking, oh, it's but all downhill now, from there. No, here's why. And I'll just tell you, I like that one from my perspective because it was, um, I was so passionate about it that day because it was so ridiculous. And it's like, yeah. I love absurdity, right? And yeah. I was just like, I want to talk about that. That being said, that is probably one of the least interesting ones, right? Uh, the A lot of people found that one pretty funny though yeah that's a funny one but i would say gabe kramer's south africa one is a fascinating that is wildly interesting i thought aaron kramer's prison yeah discussion well the kramers are smart i mean they're smart people yeah uh maybe i can go back to them go back to that well i marina there i mean there's been a lot of really good ones yeah i it's i even like the 
uh, the conversation you had with the violinist when she was talking about synthetic hair versus yeah, yeah, that, yeah. it's like that. I find all of yeah. that like very fascinating, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, so I think there's gems in, in all of them. That that one's passionate for me was a because I'm on it and I like to hear myself, but b because it just. <laughs> It makes it me was laugh funny. To this day. I mean, that was that was funny. Uh, yeah, maybe we should have a um, segments of where did you find that from? Dig or whatever. I think it was on Reddit. Reddit. Maybe it, we should have. Um, maybe it was Dig. Maybe we know. could have a uh, ideas of dig, uh, Reddit uh, goofiness. Yeah, know? like maybe we just pick a topic from like yeah, uh, you know, three like or four topics, and we, you know, could because uh, those were good. Because it's like, what is going on here? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you don't think that the, the the show's run its course? No, I don't think the uh, show's run its course. And um, I would like to posit one more idea for a future episode. Maybe we shouldn't get into it now, but I would like for you to discuss the term slumgunion. I, I don't know if that needs to have a show. I think it could. I think it's ultimately fascinating that this word exists in your vocabulary and no none of our listeners have ever heard it before oh people have heard it from western pa slum gunion and i don't think they call it slum my dad might be having slum gunion <laughs> wait a minute are you th- you know what i think this is that's a... fascinating you think this is just specific to me i'm kind of honored i i do i do because wait when did you learn this term you taught it to me like seven years ago like ages ago i think it's the most fascinating term in the world you know what um because we call it something different in ohio okay but it's yeah it's probably a local like a western pa thing like um do you say home arounds like i, I think that might be a cooly thing my dad made no up. i don't No. what's it what's a home around <laughs> like i know what slum gunion is but i don't know. like um my dad would say, like, when you get from home from school, like, just put your, like... Home arounds on? <laughs> yeah. Remember... Like, don't I, dirty up your, you know, don't get your clothes dirty or whatever. Oh, that's fascinating. Remember that time we went to our friend's house for dinner, and as soon as he got there, he put his home arounds on? Yes. And they were real home yeah, around. Yeah, and it was, like, pajamas, but adult pajamas, <laughs> and it was like, you're getting a little too relaxed, buddy. <laughs> for, like, 6.45 p.m. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, sweatpants and a dirty t-shirt. Yeah, I do remember that. And you know what? That's a good point because um, even if you're close friends or whatever, there's some there's some level of civility you yeah. should still have. I agree. You know, I mean, because that almost indicated to me that he had like an open bathroom door policy. <laughs> well, <laughs> like uh, like I'm gonna walk over and and uh, there's people like that too where the bathroom door will be open and they'll just pee. Well, you, as you know, it's we have a friend here in Philadelphia whose clothes are tattered. <laughs> And he makes good money, and he he's, makes good he's money. A, uh, he's married to somebody who makes even more money. Yeah, and literally homeless esque. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's a real conscience eff- conscious effort there too. It's like a punk rock thing, or he's not in the punk rock really, but it, that's a thing. Yeah, but those are pretty extreme. I think most punk it's like rock- an artistic thing where the home rounds guy. Was just like I'm just comfortable and I'm just throwing on my dirty tea and some. Uh, uh-huh. So the tattered clothing. Is Th- that's like artistic, I think, for him. Sure. Sure. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He. That could be an episode. He that. uses them as his home arounds. Do you think that guy would be good on the show? Uh I don't know. Just because he takes a bit to to get his words out. He does. Um, so you don't think the show's run its course? You think I, c- I should still stay with the format of interviewing folks? What about solos? Uh, solos are good. I think you should use this. Uh, I think you should use your... S- I 
think you should use your solos as um as a journal. Talk the about twenty minute thing. What's going on in your life? I think people are a little fascinated about that. Yeah. Um, especially if there's something coming. Oh, and along I got all kinds of stuff. Like yeah, I got all kinds of stuff going on in my life too. Sure. Like now, crazy. We'd love to hear about you know your your journey down artistic land. Um, I guess painting specifically. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know if people would want to hear that or not. Well, I mean. What we will like to hear is how you start it, invest a tremendous amount of money in it, and then stop doing it in December. I think that could be a really See, interesting See, let's give art. me some credit. I don't think I would stop that soon. Okay, Mark. I, I think I would uh, I would hope I could do it a year. I was thinking the goal for the pod – in my head, when I started this sh- podcast, I was thinking 20 episodes would be pretty cool. And now, here's my goal. Yeah. This is going to sound crazy. Okay. I want to get to 100. A hundred, hundred episodes, and I think that's going to take five years. Could you? Would you be willing to publish more? Uh, there was an. I'm gonna have to do solos and like twenty minute episodes. There was an episode that I had recorded, like a twenty minute story about myself, and um, we posted it. And we posted it, and I'm wondering, would you do? Would you? Would you encourage the audience to post, like, sort of? Oh yeah. To submit to you little sort of twenty minute monologues about something go- that happened in their lives. Yeah, but my problem with that is, is what if they're not that. Well, I could throw them up there. Well, y- but and you don't have to. And then I them. upset, and then they get upset. But well, you know, Matt, my friend uh, Matt, he I didn't post one I did with him, but we were kind of drinking a little bit. I, I don't know how good. It, I need to go back and listen to it. I still haven't posted that episode. He may just not be very interesting. No, it was it was. I don't. It, we were talking about health stuff, and um, I was just unclear. I actually, it, it was really me. And I was a little, I wasn't that sharp, so I feel like I need to go and do that. But he's like, oh, I haven't heard my episode yet, you know. But he could be not interesting, I don't know. What a slum gunion. Yeah. So um, so I think tonight we should take the tape recorders out. You and I are going yeah. to a bachelor party tonight. Yeah, so yeah that'll be, we'll see if we can get that in somewhere. Maybe we can add a sub-episode special after this of some craziness from this evening. So you think I should keep doing it? I say, honest opinion. I, I think you should push for 100. Oh, God, I I what I think is uh, you got. If I don't get to 100, I think 50. I think 50 is a great. Let's do this. Let's compromise. Let's get to 50. You know what? If I get to 25, I'll be happy. You're gonna get to. I thought you just invested money in the. Well, no, I'm thinking of spending 300 dollars on a new thing. No, I meant on the hosting platform. Oh, I well, I did. So I still have one year. I have another year. And we should just say that to all people out there. If anybody wants to donate to the PRC show, don't, don't. You, should just, <laughs> you should just send it over. You know, PRC show yeah. at gmail.com via PayPal. We'll accept that money. And, and I'll um, give it to the people that are dying of Ebola. Or we will pay for this podcast. Yeah. Because money doesn't grow on trees. Okay. Well, uh, we'll see if this even gets aired. But uh, okay. Thank Talk you. to you later. Okay, thank you, Josh. Thank you, Robin. I um, thought that was a fun conversation. I am going to try to put another show up in two weeks. I Within two weeks from this one going to air. Maybe by the end of this week. All right. Go Bucks.
Thanks for listening to the PRC Show. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash PRC Show or follow us on Tumblr at prcshow.tumblr.com. All of these episodes can be found at soundcloud.com slash PRC Show. Your host is Paul Robert Cooley Jr. Technological consultant, sound design, host curation, and music production is also by Paul Robert Cooley. Emotional support brought to you by the roommates of Salvador and Kate G. Executive producers Josh Ferris, all labors donated. Thanks for listening. Thank you.